Hi there, my name's Jane Anderson and this is the Jane Anderson Brand You Show. It's the podcast for experts who want to have greater impact, influence and income for their businesses and careers. As experts, we know that people buy from people and work with people who they know, who they like and who they trust. So I'm so glad you're here because it's that time again now to really amplify how you show up in the world. Hi there and welcome to the Jane Anderson Brand You Show. As you know, we talk about all things personal branding and having a business under yourname.com because we believe that people buy from people and they buy from people who they know, who they like and who they trust. Uh, So on today's podcast, I want to talk about um, LinkedIn profiles and how everybody has a slightly different role to play in the organization. So I recently got uh, a message from somebody on LinkedIn and they'd seen me talk on a webinar and they said, um, you know, I didn't realize that all the LinkedIn profiles needed to be different in the organization. We've been working with someone and they've come in and they've written all the profiles but we haven't talked about differentiation and I feel like we've got all these professional profiles and they they all look really nice and polished. In fact, we even had professional photos taken, but um, our problem is that they look really good to recruiters because they look so nice and professional now. So what do we do now? Because we need to stop these recruiters trying to poach our staff. So how do we get our LinkedIn profiles to link to what we're trying to do as a business? We don't want more recruiters. And I find, I don't know if this happens to you in your business, if, if, you're, um, uh, if you've got link, a LinkedIn strategy in your business, um, but I find this is a really common um, fear and a common concern, particularly for CEOs. You know, this particular organization, they said that the purpose behind them doing this with LinkedIn was to increase their leads and boost its market share and to be able to achieve greater sales. But when I looked at what they were doing based on what he said, I could really see two problems. The first one was that all the team member profiles were written with the same purpose in mind, and that was to highlight the individual's area of expertise or to highlight credibility. Now, this might not seem particularly problematic, um, but it actually undermines the organization's wish to retain its pool of talent by attracting the attention of recruiters. So, you know, you've got these profiles that look fantastic, but then, you know, you've got this risk of losing your staff. So, so that was the first issue. And then the second issue that I found was that there was actually no differentiation between the profiles and the levels that they worked at. So they hadn't really looked at the strategy um, and who the intended audience was. So it wasn't really clear about the purpose of each profile and how they'd been written. And so as a result, you kind of end up, you know, looking professional, but then you get all these really random requests because it's not clear about who you work with and who you help um, and um, and all those markets. So and why does all this matter? Well, LinkedIn has over 400 million users, and I think I saw recently that around 20 new profiles are created every second. Um, Australia's LinkedIn membership is one of the fastest growing in the world and we have more than 6 million members on on LinkedIn. 
And, you know, this really presents a really huge opportunity for businesses. You know, LinkedIn first and foremost is a search engine. So this means your your business and your organization can be found on LinkedIn as well as in Google search results simply based on the type of services and products that you want the organization to be found for. So um, an example is, uh, so currently working with an industrial engineering company. Now, the team aren't necessarily salespeople, but they're a key part of why customers go to them and why they stay. And But what we realized was that, you know, the keywords in their profiles can support the search engine optimization, and you can actually test that. So um, if you have a look at some of my blogs and you'll see that I've put the whole formula there and how you can test your search engine optimization. And in fact, a couple of years ago, we built another organization's profiles and all the team members. And they were a small player in a big industry in, in health insurance. And their challenge was that they were the small player in the industry. But LinkedIn has leveled the playing field. And so for these uh, this particular team, they had 20 sales team, uh, team members in their sales team, along with the executive and the CEO. And they were competing with some of the bigger players like Medibank Private and NIB, and as a result of writing their profiles and making sure they were search engine optimized, they turned up on the first page of search results and were competing with the bigger players who were paying a lot of money for um, their SEO, their AdWords, all that sort of thing. And these guys, this team, um, they were leveraging off a tool that was free. So to be found on LinkedIn and to stand out, it's really important that the organization's staff's profiles have a really clear purpose. So a person makes a decision about someone within that first three to four seconds of landing on their profile. So it's really important that your um, company's profiles and the team members within that company align with your organization's LinkedIn strategy. So if a profile really appeals to a recruiter, then the more recruiters are going to contact that person. Whereas if a profile connects with clients and collaborators or industry partners, then more of these people are going to want to connect with you and your staff and the organization. Problems really arise when you want to achieve more leads and sales via LinkedIn, but your staff members are being contacted by recruiters instead. <laughs> so that's a complete waste of time, energy, effort, and money if you paid to have them done. And it really means that your team's profiles really need to have a bit of a shakeup. So there are four levels to really consider for your organization's LinkedIn profile strategy. And when I say four levels, I mean four levels that have an impact on leads for the business. So the first level of uh, profile builds for your, uh, for your organization, the first level is really those people who have customer-facing um, profiles. I don't mean necessarily your call centers and, and things like that, but particularly your business development teams, sales teams, um, the people through which your business's services and products are sold. And when I say that, I mean particularly business to business. So because um, uh, business to business is all about the customer relationship. So the content of these profiles really needs to reach out and sing to that customer. So it needs to identify what are the products that you sell? What, why does your organization um, matter? Like what, what, is, um, what makes you unique? What makes, you know, um, what are customers saying about you? All those types of things. 
their profiles are very much about trust um, and and but also the other thing too is is also a tool to make sure that they're continually keeping in touch with those contacts because we know that around 10 to 10 pieces of content need to be consumed before somebody makes a decision and around 90% of a decision is made before they get in contact with you. So that's the first one, all your customer-facing profiles. And the real um, uh, connection there is about, it's all about the customer. The other thing to also consider at this level is it's also a little bit about talent. So there are some people who will be, we know that 75% of job seekers, if they're looking at applying for a role, will generally validate the business through its people there. If It's not that hard to work out what team you might be working for. So it's um, making sure that uh, the profiles have a professional life presence mm. that if I'm considering working there, would I? does it look like I would be a good fit to work with this team? Do they look like people I would get along with? And that's about cultural fit. So that's the first one. Customer-facing um, roles need to reflect a customer, not a job search strategy. So level number two, this is about the manager's profiles. So managers are really about being brand ambassadors for your organisation. So it needs to have things in it like uh, content about the products and services that can be included, particularly to validate the business for for potential clients. But the main focus for a manager profile is to recruit and retain the organisation's talent. So a manager's profile is particularly valuable when a job is being advertised within their team. You know, we spoke, I just spoke before about uh, that 75% of job seekers will validate an organisation through a leader's profile. So a manager's profile must articulate the nature of the organisation and the team and what the team delivers. It's also, I think, really valuable that the manager's profile captures um, the values for them as a leader. So what makes my team a high-performing team? What are the things that I expect out of my team? Um, What are the things we're committed to with customers? And the reason being with those job seekers that are looking to validate your leaders, if the profile um, highlights where you would be a good fit for us because, you know, why are we a great place to work, those types of things, then you're more likely to attract that talent and equally, you're going to repel the wrong people, which is even more important. Because how often do you get stuck with someone who's not a good fit for your organisation and then it's so hard to, to get rid of them? So you want to make sure that your profile positions you as the leader or the manager, as in why we're a great place to work, what's a good fit for our team, and it leverages also the customer experience. So if a customer is validating you after working with one of your team, that uh, it sings to that person as well. So you've got two purposes there if you're a manager. The third level is somebody who is uh, at an executive level. So for somebody who has an executive level, and particularly some of the senior team, um, it's not just to have credibility and validate the organisation as part of that recruitment process, but it's also to create and nurture those industry partnerships So these profiles really need to position the organisation and its vision. Um, They really need to articulate team's values, how it contributes to the organisation as a whole um, and its industry partners already or types of clients that they've worked with. 
So these profiles are less about the individual and more about how the organisation can collaborate and create those industry partners. So whether it's clients and those types of things. In fact, um, even still part of the recruitment process, um, the health insurance company that I was speaking about before, uh, what they did was they created a new policy that no managers were to advertise any jobs until their profile had been written and validated really well um, for potential talent. So it's incredible the impact of those profiles and just purely not just from a lead generation perspective but also a recruitment process. So I don't necessarily really get into too much around recruitment and attracting talent linkedin deliver a lot of that training for their clients so um but more from a lead generation you can get leverage out of your executive profiles for that reason uh so that's the third one and then the final level which is uh level four which is a ceo's profile and a ceo's profile is just so important i can't stress enough and it breaks my heart a little bit that when I go to work with an organization, I go to the CEO's profile and there's nothing in it. And, you know, the, one of the problems that I find when working with CEOs is they don't like putting themselves out in the public domain. Um, you know, there's a real fear of, you know, am I going to be inundated and going to be harassed by salespeople? Um or, uh, you know, am I going to, you know, become an extension of the customer service team? I don't want to be dealing with customers, that's someone else. Or one of their concerns is that I don't want to look like a show pony. I don't want to look like, you know, I'm so good because we have this thing in Australia, which is the tall poppy. And uh, it's not cool to say, you know, look at me or anything like that. So I generally find CEO profiles are uh, generally... Um, have nothing in them because they're kind of private people and they don't want people to know anything about them or their profile might look like a job seeker and it it highlights you know that they've done their MBA at INSEAD or Harvard or whatever it might be and so they kind of look a bit like a job seeker. Um, the reality though is that two-thirds of customers make a decision about a, an organization based on its CEO so this profile also really has a huge amount of leverage. Not that I really get into Twitter, but um, the research shows us that a, linked, a, a Twitter profile with the word CEO in it generally gets profile followers 20 times faster than any other profile. So even just simply the word CEO, quite often because that can um, uh, connect for those people trying to find CEOs, but there are really five purposes to a CEO's profile as part of all, all this. Um, so the first one is to really make sure that it, their profile articulates the organisation's vision and what it's trying to achieve. Um, I work with a lot of CEOs and speak to a lot of CEOs. Um, so I'm on the tech speaking circuit, which is um, the executive connection. Uh, so they're across Australia and into the US and work with a lot of CEOs around helping them understand mm. this. And it always amazes me how many CEOs find it difficult to articulate that vision. Um, so, you know, our mission is to be a world-leading blah, 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 or Australia's leading or most preferred. Um, quite often the, they'll get stuck in here's what we deliver, and that's not a vision. Um, the second one is to really uh, provide clarity about the services and products. So because the profiles can be uh, search engine optimised, and the CEO's profile is so highly leveraged. 
Um, it just, it's not that hard to really capture in the profile to be clear about the type of customers that your business helps and how you help them. So if you, um, you know, if you're a consulting firm and you're the CEO, we deliver consulting, training, um, advice on this particular area of expertise in these types of industries. So it's not about your resume. It's actually about the organization, but it's being leveraged through you. And if you're a CEO and you're sort of wondering, well, how do you do that? Or, um, and I always, it's actually a change of mindset is that your LinkedIn is actually not about you when you're a CEO. Your, your profile is about positioning the organization through you. And it's far more about your customer. It's about talent. It's about um, uh, positioning the organization and you with it. Um and so the third point then is to really inspire others or, or job seekers to want to work with your organization. So your content in your profile really needs to explain why is it a great place to work and really encourage potential employees to think, wow, look what they're trying to do. I want to be part of that. And, you know, I think I could achieve my potential by working for this organization. They sound fantastic. Um, in her work on maximizing psychological capital, um, uh, Jess Price-Jones, she's the author and founder of IPNA, uh, based at uh, Oxford University in the UK. And I've done a lot of this work with organisations in the past. And she's identified the five C's that help people feel more satisfied in their work. And one, of the top one, for example, is contribution, which is around how do I feel like I contribute or how do I make a difference? And when a job seeker is looking at profiles, when they're looking at a CEO's profile, by articulating that vision... The, the job seeker looks in your profile, where do I see me in you? And so that's where I can, would I be heard? Do I have something to contribute? Are they clear about where they're going? And I think that I could get involved. Um, so you need to really provide evidence that your company is a standout workplace. And the way that you can do that is include testimonials from team members. You could be sharing um, your survey results and statistics. Um, so, for example, you know, has the average team member been with the organisation for more than five years or something like that? Um, so, great way to really highlight why are you a great place to work. The next one is about what really sets your organisation apart. So, what this is about uniqueness. So, what's so good about what you do? And it should really highlight... Um, Things like industry awards or talent survey results or information on your increase in market share. Um, and I often will ask CEOs, what are you most proud of about your organisation? And because you can really leverage this information so that it appeals to clients, industry partners, collaborators, suppliers, customers, you know, all the people that your organisation is trying to influence. Uh, so that's about what are you proud of. And then the last one is around corporate social responsibility. So um, you might have seen if you're a CEO, there's certainly a lot of data around um, the return on investment on corporate social responsibility, the perception of the of the brand because of that. And a lot of team members uh, want to be able to be involved in something like that too. So how does your organisation make a difference in the world? You know, does it practice transparent ethical behaviour? Um, how does it decisions and activities impact on society and the environment? Um, so these days, you know, a lot of weight is really placed on corporate social responsibility and how it does link to that share price. 
And this is about, you know, are you just about the almighty dollar? There's um, a far more greater focus on altruism and how you make how your organization makes a difference in the world. So I would certainly be making sure I'm considering that in uh, my CEO's profile. So those five things I think are really crucial. But overall, you know, as you can see, I think all staff members really have a role to play in your organization's LinkedIn strategy. And it's really vital that your marketing team are clear on the purpose of each of those profiles during the build process. Um, And so the question really now is, so what are the next steps to take so that you can thoroughly leverage your organization's LinkedIn profiles? So love to know your thoughts. You're very welcome to connect with me on LinkedIn. Um, To find out more information, I've written about this in my Connect books, which is uh, Connect, how to leverage your LinkedIn profile for business growth and lead generation in less than seven minutes per day. You can uh, find it on my website, which is www.jane-anderson.com. It's also available on Amazon, Kindle, Book Depository, uh, Barnes & Noble, all those places, Um, and you can uh, jump on there. Um, But other than that, I look forward to hearing from you. I'll put this post up on LinkedIn as well. So I'd love to hear your comments, thoughts, and what your experience has been. So until next time, have a fantastic week uh, and rest of your week. I hope that you've got something exciting planned and, uh, and that you're continuing to work hard on your LinkedIn profiles. So um, enjoy the rest of your week. 